everyone. I'm Alexa. And I'm Catherine. And we're the girls behind Tickets, Please. And on today's episode, we're talking about crazy, stupid love with our guests, two leading ladies. Now I the time of my life. No, I never felt like this before. Yes, I because I actually don't know that story. What made you guys start your y'all's podcast? Well, I spent so much time sitting at my desk job listening to podcasts. And specifically, I listened to this one, Swish and Flick. It was like a Harry Potter podcast where like they read through all the books and go chapter by chapter. It was very interesting. And they're just like four really good friends like talking. And I could just listen to it all day. And I'm like, I think that me and Ashley could do this. Like, and I really didn't want to do it with anybody else because our just repartee is so good. And like, just the way we talk naturally together, I'm just like, I really want you to do this podcast with me. She's like, I don't know that I like suckered her into it. And then you wore me down. <laughs> I'm so glad we did because it's been so much fun. Kate is the brains behind all of our stuff. And Ashley's the beauty. <laughs> <laughs> First, it was I was wanting to shed light on all the actresses in the industry and like talk about women. And then we we still do that, but we dived into other areas too, just to spice things up a little bit. And reach different audiences. Like not every person wants to listen to us talk about every JLo movie. So mixing it up makes it I mean us I reach definitely other do. <laughs> In fact, I think that was the first episode of yours that I listened to. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Oh, that's so uh, funny. One, just one of the J-Lo ones? I think the first thing I listened to was the J-Lo recap. Mm. Oh. And I was so upset that you guys didn't like Made in Manhattan. I was like, how <laughs> dare they? <laughs> I, I think that it was just like, that guy really creeped me out the whole time. Like he was like really interested in the kid. And I was like... That's weird. I don't know. It was so weird. And then once you said that that was Snape, I couldn't untrue. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 Voldemort. Voldemort. Oh, Voldemort. Voldemort. Yeah, not Snape. even worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Alexa, I have to tell you, happy birthday! Oh, yes, thank, happy oh, thank birthday! You. <laughs> thank you, guys. <laughs> Are you gonna sing to her, Kate? <laughs> happy birthday to you. It's weird when I can't hear what I sound like. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Alexa. Happy birthday to you. Oh my gosh, that was so good. That was beautiful. You have such a nice voice. Oh, yikes. (laughs) Thank you so much. But it was funny because we just recorded an episode yesterday and we were talking about our singing skills and Ashley's like, I don't sing because I know that I can't. And I was like, I know that I can't, but I still do it. (laughs) Ashley, you should sing no matter what. And you you would probably bleed from your ears if I say it is not good. Katie Even if like, we're in the car, like I can't yeah. hear her singing because she sings like really under her breath. Like she, one of her pet peeves is like not singing, like, like singing over the radio. Yeah. And so I've never really heard her sing before. Oh, I built it's not, it out in the car. It's not, I do when I'm by myself, but not when other people are with me. So Alexa and I were saying to each other, we haven't discussed this movie at all, but we were saying it's so crazy. We've both seen it many times. Have How many times have you guys seen it? A lot? I think this was my second time all the way through. Okay. I've, I've seen it multiple times. Okay. Do you find when you watch a movie 
that you know you're going to be talking about on the podcast that you see it differently, almost like you're watching it. Yes. Yeah. For the first time. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say for the first time, but I'm definitely trying to pick up on things that I haven't noticed before, like things in the background that I've never noticed or stuff like that. But I just have to say this movie, it d- does it not seem so long to you guys? But to me in a good way, I don't feel that it drags. Do you feel that it drags? I don't think that it drags, but there are some parts where I'm like, okay, they could have cut this. Yeah. Like the, the whole part, whenever Steve Carell is driving the babysitter home. And he's like sighing and she's just staring at him. I'm like, okay, we could have cut some of this out. I think the thing that I end up looking for is just like things that I wouldn't have noticed. I'm watching something for enjoyment's sake. Like I might not be like picking out all the things that would bother me normally. And I think just watching it from my gaze now, as opposed maybe how I watched things when I was 13 years old, obviously there's things that I'll pick out that's like, like we just did Miss Congeniality mm-hmm. and like we picked mm-hmm. out all the things in that movie that was just like that. Oh, that's not good. Like that would not fly in the actual professional setting. It's just stuff like that that I'll do if I've seen a movie several times and now I'm watching it for podcast sake. I feel like I'm a lot more critical. I was just going to say, so you guys feel like you're more critical of the movies when you're watching them for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Absolutely. Catherine, do you feel that way? Because I. Yes. I don't find myself being more critical. I just am more present. I try and be more present while I'm watching it and thinking about if I were to pick something out of this movie to like highlight or focus on, what would it be? So I try not to criticize it more when I'm watching it for the podcast, but I definitely am watching it with a different eye. I have a really hard time because if it's a movie that I've seen a lot, like I, we watched the movie last night together and I told her, cause I was like, I've seen this movie so many times. Yeah. Probably didn't have to watch it, but I, I like to be yes. refreshed. We, my living room was so dark. I was like under a blanket and I was like, I shut my eyes for like 15 minutes <laughs> and I was like, thank God you left and it woke me up. But I also find myself when I'm making notes that I will make notes before it happened. Mm. I'm like, oh, well, and then she did this, but it hasn't happened on the TV yet because <laughs> I've seen it so many times. So Alexa, you made some notes. Do you want to kick us off? Um, the first thing I wrote down was that David Linhagen is literally the best name. And I don't know how anyone came up with David Linhagen. That, that name could not be any different. It is the perfect name for who he is and mm-hmm. for the purpose he serves in the story that Every I they couldn't say it enough. I loved how many times they said it. David Lindhagen from work. You wouldn't ignore me if I were David Lindhagen. David Lindhagen cuckolded me. David Lindhagen took my wife. David Lindhagen. David, David Lindhagen. David Lindhagen. I know. David Lindhagen screwing your wife too. You are David Lindhagen, right? Lindhagen. Here's the thing, Lindhagen. Hagen. Whatever. David Lindhagen. I'm David Lindhagen. David Lindhagen. David Lynn Hagen. Okay, wait, which one of you is Lynn Hagen? Hagen. Hagen. I know. I like when they said it wrong and they were like, yes, Hagen. Yes. (laughs) He's like, Hagen. (laughs) All of them at the same time. The kid does it to him in the office too. Yes. <laughs> when he's it, so when he's funny. visiting his mom at work, he's he says Hagen and he's like, whatever. I, I can't <laughs> care about what your name is. I can't believe that the wife would cheat on Steve Carell with with him. him. <laughs> Truly. Well, see, I actually have to disagree. My biggest takeaway from the movie was that every character, it first of all, they're every one of them is 
perfectly cast. I could not mm-hmm. picture a single different actor playing any of these roles. But I actually think that when it comes to David Lindhagen, Kevin Bacon, the way they have that character set up, I actually could see how if her marriage was not that great, he is appealing enough where I don't think she's going to end up with him. Mm-hmm. But I could kind of see how it, she might sleep with him once or twice. Sure. If like your marriage is like complacent and like yeah. it's not there anymore, like the spark isn't there. Not that there always has to be a spark, but you always have to work on your marriage. You always have to be present. And if you're not like I can understand, not that I can understand it, but like I can see how someone might look for different pleasures like outside of a marriage. Yeah. But yeah, it's just so funny because I think Steve Carell is so attractive, but obviously he was not present. He was checked out. He was, and basically, and also I think that that helps us not dislike Emily Julianne Moore because I never disliked her through the whole thing. I understood her point of view the whole time. And I actually found her to be likable, despite the fact that she was trying to end their marriage and figuring it out. I thought through the whole conflict, I never didn't see her side of it. Mm-hmm. I think the only time I didn't see her side was it, during the school, whatever that was, like the te- the parent the teacher, teacher conference. Yeah, and she was like nine. That nine. Wow, you showed me, and she's like mad at him for going out and being a single man at that point, or you know if they're separated, and I'm like. Honey, you were the one who wanted the divorce. Like yeah. you can't sit there and be like, you can't have it both ways. You can't yeah. be like, I want a divorce, but I don't want you to ever be with anybody else again. Right. Like I'm sure it does hurt. Like I'm sure it hurts when she hears like, oh, you slept with nine other women. Like, of course that's going to hurt. But at the same time, he's not the one who asked for a divorce. You were. So yeah. And right. if he cho- what he chooses to do. And he was like, I was just trying to move on, like get over it not saying that that's the best way to do it, but you know, I've seen several times when a marriage fails men and like the men I've been around, they can't stay single. Like they can't just work on themselves in a way like that. They always have to have somebody. Men are needy. Yeah. They need a woman. (laughs) I, I see both sides of the story. Obviously I would probably have felt the same way if like the roles were reversed. I would be like, I can't believe you could just go out and sleep with this many people right Right. after we split up. Especially because he had only slept with her prior to that. That must be. It seemed like he was like, what is it called? Sowing your wild oats. Yes. I wonder too whether, because since part of the reason why their marriage disintegrated was that he wasn't caring for himself and keeping the spark alive and showing her how he still felt about her and all that. And then suddenly to her, it's felt sudden that as soon as things are broken up, he's dressing better, looks better, going out, meeting women. Suddenly he has all this energy to improve himself. And where was that during the end of the marriage? Yeah, she's probably feeling like, oh, I guess I wasn't enough to spark that in you. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I had to be like, it's over for you to be like, okay, well, I'm going to show you. Like even Ryan Gosling's character, Jacob, is like, when we're done, this wife of yours, she's going to rue the day she ever decided to give up on you. And even though he was like, 
I wasn't trying to show you. I was trying to move on. But I think like deep down, you know, when he has sex with that teacher for the first time, he was like, I want to show you off to my ex-wife and make her really jealous. So, I mean, call a spade a spade. It always bothers me when, what's the teacher's name? Kate. It, Kate? I think so. Isn't it yeah, Kate? that's okay. right. That's <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just going to say the teacher because my brain can't register that. Okay. <laughs> it always bothers me when the teacher says the thing about the perfect combination of sexy and cute. Yeah. And when his wife says to asks him if he said that to her. Tell her she's the perfect combination of sexy and cute, asshole. He kind of gives in and says yes, but he didn't really say that to her. He said, I'm when he- supposed to tell you. Oh, right. Yes. But and but he does follow it up with that's something that I used to tell my wife. Right. What were you supposed to tell me? I don't know. I don't know. I was supposed to say that you are the perfect combination of sexy and cute. Which is actually something that I used to say to my wife's. But now it's become corrupted and I have 18 layers of clothes on. I'm wearing a shirt and a tie and a sweater and a suede jacket that just seals in all the heat, seals in all the juices. I'm just, it's all sweat under here. This is just sweat from here down. I'm with this, this sweater, this is called Slim Cut, but it feels like a scuba suit. And I'm looking at your breast. What's that about? Right. And then when she he says all that other stuff that he's not supposed to say if he's picking her up and all she hears is that. So she says, I think I'm the perfect combination of sexy and cute. That's what you picked up from what I just said. Mm. Mm. He doesn't say anything, but he sort of allows her to think that. And then they go to his apartment and whatever. So I guess passively, maybe he did. But I don't know. I felt like he gave into that too easily. He really didn't say that. Yeah, I guess maybe because like he was supposed to, he felt that he had already kind of weaponized mm. that phrase into because Ryan because Jacob had used it on uh, on women. So right. I think it had already been sort of co-opted into this weird pickup line rather than something he used to genuinely say to his wife that maybe so he was, he was guilty. In yeah, that he way. felt that he had already kind of ruined it. So he was admitting to it, even though he hadn't really said it to the teacher it was kind of like he did because he was good. He intended to use it in a way to get him to sleep with her. So that's true. You're right. Don't you think it's weird that Jacob goes to the same bar every night? Yes. Every <laughs> night. How who come I never thought about that till now? <laughs> well, and who actually uses pickup lines? Like who has ever <laughs> been out and, and had somebody use a pickup line on them? <laughs> Listen, Ryan Gosling can say whatever he wants, right? (laughs) Well, that that brings me to a question because the whole time in the movie, I'm like, is he cute in this? Like in some parts, I'm like, oh my gosh, babe, like Ryan Gosling. But then there were other parts I was like, he's not doing it for me right now. But it was just some parts. It wasn't the Mm -hmm. whole movie. Well, he's a little slimy. That must have something to do with it, right? Yeah. Maybe, Maybe, but like. (laughs) A man in a suit is very attractive. Yeah. Like Steve well, a Carell- man in a suit at the same bar every night is <laughs> right. <not attractive>. Yeah. <laughs> also, how does everyone not talk? Like you're telling me all the people in that bar are new every night? No, many of those people go there regularly and they've seen him picking up assume I'm assuming right. hundreds of women. Mm-hmm. 
It's something's weird. That's what I was just going to say. Even the fact that Hannah knows that he'll be there and goes to the bar ew. to find him. Like, right. Ew. <laughs> because well, her friend it's calls so her from true. the bar right. that one time and she's like hey that guy is here again like you should come up to the bar and you should be studying the <laughs> ceiling of his room right <laughs> oh, now <laughs> but, oh um, yeah so even the girls go there multiple times so clearly mm-hmm. this bar is is home to a lot of regulars how does he I even meet so. that many new women there <laughs> i have no Great idea maybe question. it's maybe it's by the airport or something <laughs> And there are women there that are like on a layover or something. Oh my gosh. That's actually, that makes sense. That could, that (laughs) That could actually make this feasible because that would also explain at least partially why maybe he's in a suit, but no, who would travel in a suit like that? I don't. A businessman on in town for business. (laughs) (laughs) We never even find out what he does. No, do not. Although we do find out that he only has money because of his father, which also makes him unattractive. Not to (laughs) say that that (laughs) having money from your family is unattractive, but that to me communicates that he hasn't worked or earned anything that he Uh has. He's like, that's why I have all this stuff because of my dad. I'm like, and I was like, ooh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. I do love the whole part where like, Steve Carell goes and meets him at the mall and he's eating yes. Sbarro and he's like, Sbarro? You're late. Yeah, sorry. Sbarro's? No, thanks. And it's the best. Like, and then they go through it and he's like, You see what just happened, Cal? As soon as you opened your mouth, Tiffany started doubting whether she wanted to sleep with you or not. That's probably the meanest thing anyone's ever said to me. No, this is. Your wife cheated on you because you lost sight of who you are as a man as a husband, and probably as a lover. You're right. That's meaner. And he's like giving it to him straight. And sometimes I'm like, I appreciate, not sometimes, I appreciate the honesty all the time. Like, I love the honesty. And that whole part to me is just, it makes the whole movie. It does. That part is great. And I laughed at some things, even though I've seen it a bunch of times. Same. Like, I love when he tells him, Cal, be better than the gap. Be better than the gap. Say it. I'm better than the gap. So I have a question. When he approaches Cal at the bar or he calls him over, he implies that he's helping him because he used to be like that. Mm -hmm. Do we think that that's true? Oh, I never realized that that's what he meant. Well, Cal says, why are you doing this? Maybe you remind me of someone. Usually people say that when they're talking about themselves. If not, if not, who is he reminding him of? I assumed it was that he reminded him of his father. I never, I never verbalized this to myself, but as we're talking about it, I think I've always assumed that because of later on when he tells Hannah. He was such a sweet guy. He's probably too sweet. Very successful in business. Yeah, it lost me a lot of money, which is why I have all this stuff. But he was soft. To me. Just too soft, too, too, too sensitive. And, uh, you know, I couldn't really handle my mother and didn't really make an effort. Oh, so maybe. And we know that his mom was oh. sort of harsh and cold and very confident and probably ran over him a little bit. Mm. Oh, so maybe it is his father. Okay. Yeah. 
I hadn't made that connection because it, that part, we don't learn that till after. So when he says it in the moment, but you're probably right. It probably is his father that he's talking about. Who wrote this? We need to ask. <laughs> well, we need to ask him. <laughs> Call him up. We know you, <laughs> you have a lot of context, Catherine. But yeah, I think that's a good idea too, that it could be the dad. That would make sense because then he's trying to like not have a father-son relationship with Steve Carell's character, but I don't know. It kind of ends up that way in a way. Mm-hmm. But I do have to say the part where Jacob has taken Hannah home and back to his house and she's like, take off your shirt. Somebody. In this movie, thought this is a good idea to have Ryan Gosling look orange and her look see-through white. Like I cannot believe you just said that. <laughs> that is the only note that I wrote down. <laughs> I out loud as I was watching it, I said, not the spray tan. <laughs> like I was like, who seriously thought that this is a good idea? Because he looks orange. Like, yes, his his body is banging. He looks hot. Yes, but... We were delusional in that period of time. It, all yeah. of society was delusional about spray tan. It was bad. <laughs> it was really bad. Also, I found the scene where they're in bed kissing. You know, when they're kissing and she can't stop herself from talking. I never found it uncomfortable until this time. I was sort of like, I don't want to watch them and hear them kissing each other. Is it Hate. just me? I hate the sound of people kissing. I, that is the worst sound ever. Obviously y'all aren't going to do anything. So let's just go sit in the massage chair, like be done with this. (laughs) I was like, either, either get into it and Mm -hmm. let's see, or (laughs) stop. It felt like uh, when you watch The Bachelor and they're kissing for like 45 seconds and they do a full close up with full volume. I, five seconds is good for me. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kate, next time you come over, mm-hmm. I'm going to kiss Chris for a really long time. Really loud. I'll be like, okay, great. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, the other thing that I really love this time, it's so little and silly, but it just really got me is during that montage when they're shopping, when Cal opens the Velcro of his wallet and really in, like, slow and loud. <laughs> and Jacob turns to the cashier and says, Where are your wallets? <laughs> it is so bad it's such a dad thing the velcro wallet no and that also brings me to like in the very beginning when they're before they say like uh, she's like on the count of three say what you want and she says divorce who goes to dinner and is playing footsie like <laughs> i can honestly say in my 28 years i have never played footsie with anybody yeah I guess they had no other way of showing that they are like the sexual chemistry is not on. He's wearing new balances to a fancy restaurant. Also, like, come on, I get it. But he doesn't own other shoes to wear new balances to a restaurant. Yeah. But with a blazer or like a like nice jacket like that, like, yeah, like he says, what are you, Steve Jobs? Like, are you you Steve Jobs? What? Hold on a second. Are you the billionaire owner of Apple computers? No. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, you got no right to wear New Balance sneakers ever. Steve Carell is so, it is amazing how completely, truly unattractive he is in the beginning and how quickly that changes. All Steve Carell needs is a haircut and a different outfit and he becomes a totally different person. I think this in real life, right? Like the first Mm -hmm. season of The Office... So bad. 
so bad. His slicked back hair. Ugh. I was like, ew. And his suits are it. too big. Wouldn't you think I could never find this man attractive? And now exactly. you see photos of him on red carpets with his yes. salt and pepper beard and his glasses. And I'm like, excuse me? After he <laughs> sleeps with the teacher and he walks into the bar wearing that gray suit. Yeah. Excuse me. That's the best shot in the whole thing. Even <laughs> the next morning after he sleeps with the teacher, he's just in that old red t-shirt. Yes. But the way he leans on the door frame, I'm like, yeah. Oh. It's like kind of hot. Like, you there's, did it. There's one where he's wearing like a black suit with a black shirt, and there's yes. nothing I love more than all black everything. Yeah, he's so like really good like, there. Yeah. I love when after he finds out about the divorce, he goes back to work and he's like crying in the bathroom. <laughs> and his coworker comes to ask him. He's like, "Amy heard you crying in the bathroom. We all thought it was cancer. Oh, thank God, man. <laughs> yeah, just my relationship." <laughs> I'm so lucky. You are. I have to go pick out furniture now. Okay, okay. You go for it. (laughs) It could have been cancer, buddy. Everyone, it's just a divorce. Thanks. Feels good. What did you think about the whole thing with his son being in love with the babysitter? And her I hate being this in love part of the whole movie. I, I think I that storyline would happen today. No. Well, also, and he's like, I'm not going to stop sending you things that make you uncomfortable. And I'm like, I would expect nothing less. Like, of course, you're going to continue to make her uncomfortable. But also that girl is like only a few years younger than Emma Stone. I, think. I read that. Yeah. And I was like, this is awkward. And she was on America's Next Top Model. Oh. It, it was so like, weird. Do I think it's crazy that she has a crush on a dad? No. no. I don't think that's crazy. I think that's a totally normal thing to have crushes on older men. Do I think it's crazy that she took a nude picture of herself and was going to give it to him? And put them in an envelope with Absolutely. his name on it? Like, girl, yeah. you got to not do that. I mean, we can't, <laughs> like, we, we got to put that in a sealed envelope with no one's name on it. You can't exactly. put his name on the front. Well, and, like, and then her mom like gives them back to her because she gives them to the boy. Yeah. I'm like, I said, <laughs> oh my gosh, I was like, there's I never no way. That. I was like, there's no way those pictures weren't getting ripped to shreds. After they got home, after that well, encounter. And whose mother, I, also, this is crazy to me, whose mother finds that and goes and shows right their dad. The dad. She has to live the rest of her life knowing both of her parents have seen her full completely naked. naked. Yeah. Like, your it's mom, horrible. It's whatever. It's, but like, I would never think that my mom would go show my dad. I mean, not that, you know, but yeah. like, that would be so, <laughs> no, no. That is truly horrible like shame on the mom yeah she should have just come down and been like oh hey i found these pictures she could have just showed the front all she needed uh to do was show the front of the envelope with the hearts and cow (laughs) bad enough yeah it's so true (laughs) also he goes over there understandably wanting to murder him yeah Mm -hmm. and all that happens is that cal goes what and the daughter says he didn't know and then suddenly after the police leave, the dad's just like, all right, everything's fine. If if this were real life, you wouldn't You'd let be asking a little bit more it. questions. You, right. He'd be digging a little deeper. <laughs> Especially the sure. situation is made worse by the son saying, wait, my dad is the older guy you've been seeing? Like, we need to ask some follow-up questions to that. Like, we like, we need to make sure. And also, the daughter does a shit job of explaining the actual situation, which is that there's never been any contact between them. It's just like... 
she does not explain it in a way where it would really clear things up. They needed to ask mm-hmm. more questions because mm-hmm. that was troubling. I I do love when he, when Cal says when she's pointing at him. Daddy, he doesn't even know that I'm in love with him. <laughs> with who? With him. Are you pointing at me? You're pointing at him. She's pointing at him. Oh. I just love the part where it all comes together. Hannah comes home and he walks in. He's like, Cal, is that him? What are you doing here? What are you doing here? Wait, you guys know each other? What's going on? What are you doing here? That part is he's so like, chaotic and so funny. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, what? I think he actually says, so nice to meet you. I've heard so many wonderful things about you from Nana. I'm sorry. What's a Nana? I'm a Nana. You know, I can say Hannah when I was little. I love when he turns to him and says, Cal, what are you doing? What are you doing with the daughter that's grown up? He's like, he's like, what are you like? I don't understand. Like I had her at 17 and he was like, that's something you should have told me. It's like, like, why? You didn't want me to talk about my children. (laughs) And then that man comes out and tackles him and Jacob helps him. I love whenever Jacob is like trying to help Cal. I love it. And then he, and then Jacob punches David Lindhagen. Oh my God. He takes his rings off. (laughs) Yeah. Leave them on. <laughs> Who takes them Seriously. on? David Lindhagen. David Lindhagen. Okay. Is this a bad time? Yeah. Oh. Jacob! You know how much pain and suffering you caused my friend? You don't. So I'm a huge fan of Julianne Moore. And Alexa, when you froze before, Ashley was saying how stunning she is. Mm. And I wanted so to beautiful. ask you, I've been, Alexa is fairly neutral about Julianne, right? You've been maybe leaning toward like, I'm her. more on the neutral liking than I am on the neutral nod. After watching this again with your fresh eyes, are you now obsessed with her, please? I mean, I loved her in this. I thought she was so likable in this. I love the scene when he's on the phone with her and she's talking about the pilot light being out yeah i love that i thought that was so sweet when he's outside and they have such a just the tone they're both using is so tender and sweet when they're talking about fixing the pilot light that's not really broken and they both know but she doesn't know that he knows i'll just walk you through it okay okay all right so there's a gray door you see the gray door yeah okay just slide that down Okay. There's a red button. The word push on it. I wrote the word push on it. So you push it and you turn it to the right. I got it. And then just put the match in. Oh, there it goes. Just have to slide the gray door down again. You're good to go. Oh. Well, thanks, Cal. I appreciate your help. Oh, you know what? Just call anytime with stuff like that. It's really sweet. sweet. It's sweet. It is. That's the part that I shut my eyes in. (laughs) I even love the part where he like he makes her that mini golf thing. Like, I really wish that we could have seen that scene like play out the way it was supposed to. And I mean, obviously, they would have gotten back together at that point, I think. Yeah. But um. I just think it was sweet that he went to all that effort to like show her how much he cared, but then it kind of blows up in his face after, I mean, the whole thing, but I thought it was sweet that he put forth the effort. Also, I love how Cal and Emily talk to the son. They have such a, a chill, casual 
like tone when they're speaking to him, almost like he is an adult. He sometimes doesn't deserve it because he's a little bit of a brat, in my opinion. I don't like mm-hmm. the son very much. But um, even when she brings him to her office after he says asshole a bunch of times in English class, <laughs> she she talks to him very like an adult, which I liked. It made her more likable. It seemed like she was a cool mom. Like, I love when she comes home from the date with David Lindhagen and, and the babysitter flips out and she's like, I don't want your slutty money. And she <laughs> says, and she just, she's just so confused. And she's like, I don't want your, your slutty money. S- sweetheart, What? what's the problem? What's wrong? money she seemed so cool despite the fact that she was in such a a difficult time in her life Mm -hmm. yeah i like how she went about things with her son and Mm -hmm. even like going up to the school and like she's in the office and the principal's like i consider a swear jar that's when you put a dollar and then she's like i get what a swear jar is like she's like we'll definitely think about it it's like you know deep down they're like i don't care that right say those words like obviously there's a time and place you just have to read the room that wasn't the best time to do that but i don't really care that you did it speaking of read the room guys oh read the room (laughs) on brand for you guys (laughs) tell our listeners about your book club me and ashley have always talked about doing a book club and we did for a while like we would read the same book at the same time and talk about it but then we kind of fell off doing that and so i think we both were just like we should just do a segment of it and just pick a book each month and talk about it and we did our first one on the hating game because that's what we saw the commercials for that movie and we're just like that should be the first one that we do and let's just go ahead and just go for it so what's your book for next month so our listeners can read it if they want to follow along. We're doing Ugly Love by Colleen Hoover. Have y'all read anything by her? Not yet. Actually, so I talked about this on another episode. I don't think it's come out yet, but I bought The Hating Game. and You talked it. about it on y'all's look ahead. Oh, I did? I because yeah. I couldn't remember which episode I talked about it on. Yeah. I have not read a book in five years. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I have really... I really fell off with reading because I was basically an English major in college. So Mm -hmm. I was reading an insane amount and it kind of killed reading for me. I was having to do it so much and it was stuff that I didn't want to read that I kind of wasn't reading for pleasure after I had to do all that reading for assignments. And I just really couldn't find the time and then I didn't really want to and anything I was reading wasn't really holding my attention. But then I saw you guys were doing this book club and I saw the cover and I was like, that looks cute. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to see how it goes. And I read it in two days. Did you like it? I loved it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so, so and exciting. I, and I already bought my next book. I'm going to read, I'm going to read red, white, and royal blue. <gasps> read that. I have, I have that. It's on my bookshelf to read. Yeah. So you guys have reignited the reading flame for me. Woo-hoo. It makes me <laughs> so, so happy. Big moment. <laughs> Catherine is very happy because she's really wanted me to start reading for a long time. So. That's awesome. Yeah. I understand though, falling out of yeah. love with it. Cause I, we were talking about this on the podcast. She, Kate has like a, a number she wants to get to. Mm-hmm. And a few years back, I read so many books that I was like, I am exhausted. I basically mm-hmm. read a book a week and then a couple extra for the whole year. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm done putting a number on it. Cause then I feel like I have to do it. And yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I want to read because I love it and have fun doing it. And 
So, when I was yeah. in high school, I read constantly. I was reading at that kind of a pace. I was reading like book a week. And what, even when I was younger than that, like a kid, I would read all the time. I loved reading. And it was just having to do it so much for school is what mm-hmm. made me not want to do it for fun anymore. The whole new world now. The whole new world. <laughs> I know. I have my big, I have three different piles in my room of- <laughs> books that I have to read. And I'm like, I never know which one to choose from because they're just stacks, stacks of books in here. And I'm like, oh, but I'm so glad Ashley wanted to read Ugly Love because I had that in my to be read stack anyway. And I've read two books by Colleen Hoover and they've both been good. So I hear good things about all of her books. So I'm hoping are you guys picking books for the book club that you both have not read, but want to read or, or so both yes. of you have not read either one. And then we did watch the, the hating game movie. So did I <laughs> not, not <laughs> worth like, $8. So yeah. <laughs> it, it did not live up to the book. It didn't. Lucy was perfect. Yeah. But otherwise. Yeah. I think it would have been fine if you watched it without reading the book. Yes. But reading the book you're like this jump doesn't make sense yeah so i hate I'm to be one of those people like oh the book is better but it is they always <laughs> are they always <laughs> are they always are and people always get mad at me when i say that but i'm like i'm speaking the truth here speaking of books they do talk about uh, twilight in this movie well, last there. week you know when i told you that i had to work late i really went to see the new twilight movie by myself i don't know why i did that but it was so bad cal I wrote down how dare they <laughs> trash Twilight. And it the was nerd. Eclipse. Oh, when it she was said Eclipse. it wasn't even good. Yeah. And and she had gone to see Eclipse. And I was like, how dare you? That's the, the only part that I don't like, It wasn't even I wrote good. that down. I was like, the nerve of them to trash a Twilight movie. How <laughs> dare. <laughs> Such an easy, cheap shot. Like, you guys, come on. Mm-hmm. It hurt. Cliche. it hurt my heart. So I had Little to wear my Twilight know. shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. I have the same poster on the wall. <laughs> it's amazing. huge. It's, it's huge. such a big poster too. It's like one that you would see like outside of a movie theater. It's, it's big. I'll take, I'll take a picture of it and send it in the group text. <laughs> I love it. My brother found it at my parents' house that used to be up in my room in high school. And I was like, oh, I need that. I'm taking it home. Does anybody else have any notes left? Oh, uh, one thing I did have, I kind of wished that um, they didn't explicitly explain the point that Jacob had to become more like Cal and Cal, like they became like each other where Jacob was trying to teach Cal to be like him, but really Jacob needed to be more like Cal. I wish they hadn't have said it. Because it was obvious that that has what what had happened. Yeah. I just wish they hadn't called it out because it was so, we got it. Look, Cal, it's not something that I wanted, okay? It's not something I I looked at people who were in love and I thought the way that they were behaving and the things that they were doing and saying, they just, they appeared pathetic, honestly. And I spent all this time with you and I'm trying to make you more like me. And it turns out I just want to be... I I need that drink. That I don't I don't like when when movies try and explain the the story to you rather than just show like we had already gotten it. We didn't need him in the bar to be like, I was trying to teach you to be like me, but I really needed to be more like you. It's like 
I can't, I didn't mind it because I feel like you could see his internal, like, Mm -hmm. like he was having a hard time saying it because he's supposed to be this cool guy Mm -hmm. and he's trying to just like, I don't know. I didn't mind it. I did love that scene because I love what Cal says to him. Like after he's being very cold and, and not really speaking to him. And then they get to a point in the conversation where he does turn to him and is like, I'd handle when I was 17. I taught her how to ride a bike. I taught her how to drive a car. And I'm glad for you. I'm happy for you that you've changed. I think it's fantastic that you're a better man. But I've seen too much already. I know. I know. I know know too much. I know. I know. And it's Hannah. And she's too good for you. I agree. I'm never going to give you my approval. I do love that he said that because it really felt genuine that he was happy that he was changing and being a better person, but he just couldn't, that it was his, his daughter and that he couldn't allow him to, to see her. Mm-hmm. I yeah. can't give him his blessing. Yeah. Like with kids of, I guess you're just never going to think anyone's good enough for your kid anyway, yeah. but like it just got a little bit worse knowing that, he watched him be a womanizer basically right in front of him. Yeah. He's like, I know what kind of guy like you really are. And so of course he's going to have his doubts, but. Hey, you're a mom. Do you think it was realistic that by the end he does end up giving him a shot? You know, I think deep down, he kind of knew that he's a good person and, you know, sometimes people, I mean, obviously people do things that they're not proud of all the time and you just have to give them the benefit of the doubt. And maybe they are ready to close that chapter of their life. I think it's just a hard situation. Cause I've never been there. Like I've never been in a situation where I'm having to like approve of somebody like, cause Emma is only 10. And so it's going to be extremely hard when my kids start dating because it's like you see something in somebody that and obviously like I've been through a lot personally and so I see like warning signs that maybe Mm. she doesn't see and like even the other day we were having to explain to her that we don't change the things that we like just because someone else doesn't like them or we don't start liking things just because the person that you like likes them too and I'm like that goes I mean, that's girl or boy. You don't have, I don't want you to change yourself. I want her to make her own decisions, but it is difficult when like you see signs and you're like, okay, that person's really not a person that you should be hanging out with. But that's such a beautiful lesson to teach your kids that you don't change what you like because someone else doesn't or vice versa. I cannot even tell you how much it would have changed my life if I had known that, if somebody had taught me that when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. It's really special that your kids are getting that, that lesson. You know, the, obviously the best thing that could happen is they take my wisdom like to heart instead of learning it the hard way. Cause the worst thing that you can do for yourself is lose who you are as a person. Cause that happened to me. I lost who I was and. I got into a lot of trouble and I wish that I had never, cause my mom read this. She like kept a, 
a journal at one point and she was talking about how I had gone on a date with this one guy and I did not like him at all. And I was just kind of like to his, like I came home and I was just like, I told her what I said to him. And I was like, no one's going to treat me like that. And like, literally after I like told him like, you know, this isn't working out for us. He's like, well, you're a bitch anyway. (laughs) It's like, okay. Like you were obsessed with me for two weeks and now I'm a bitch, but okay. But, and it made me so sad because literally like a month or two afterwards, I got into a really terrible relationship. And I was like, what happened to that girl? Like, it made me sad. I was like, because she in her little journal, she's like, I'll never have to worry about her letting someone walk all over her. And it's just like, literally, that's exactly what happened. Like, maybe she maybe because I had that moment of strength, she thought, oh, I don't need to worry about you. And maybe she let her guard down. Like, I just hope I never let my guard down and let something like that happen. But it just made me sad. And I'm like, you just never need to lose a part of yourself because it's hard to get it back once it's gone. And you're not going to be the same person once you get there. You're going to be different. But and also like you learn things. And I think that um, everything that happens to you is a lesson. Sometimes it's not the easiest thing to go through, but you learn from it. So that's just the hardest thing about parenting is knowing when to step in and knowing when to let them spread their little wings. Yeah. And encouraging them when it is time to learn a lesson mm-hmm. from something that's happened. Cause I know a lot of times when something shitty happens, it feels a lot easier to just give up or, or make that mean something about you mm-hmm. rather than finding that resiliency in you and looking for the lesson in it. So yeah, I can't imagine how hard that is as a parent, mm. but it's all rewarding and it's always worth it. They're the best. Well, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you guys, where to listen to your podcast, where to follow you on Instagram? Yeah, we're on Spotify and Apple podcast at two leading ladies. Our Instagram is two leading ladies and we just post content that has to do with our episodes. And if we post every Wednesday, our regular episodes, and then we have read the room and then we have our favorite episodes at the end of the month called uh hits or misses i always I forget about, what it's you called always forget the name of that one <laughs> i'm like favorites and she's like no it's hits or misses yeah very great and i know at one point y'all talked about doing a and just like that recap at the oh, end yes i don't know oh, if y'all are still gosh. interested in that but <laughs> do you have, have time do you want to talk about it, <laughs> yeah, well, let's do it. i don't know if we ever wanted to get back together like once the series is over yeah do like a but final recap let's of do the- that do you yeah. guys are you on board for that i am yeah i think I'm- ashley caught up we should do that when does that end it's soon right probably soon I think probably. Jesus, jesus take the wheel my god i don't know that <laughs> Every time, every time I watch, I'm like, what are they doing to me? Like, what the fuck is this? It was hilarious because Ashley, like she had several to catch up on. I don't know how you did that. I was like, that sounds really bad. Like I struggle every week. (laughs) I haven't watched this week's episode and this is the longest I've gone because I have to watch it the second it comes out because the more I hear, the less I want to watch it. Honestly, no, I'm not giving anything away. It can't get worse. (laughs) I was telling Caitlin, I was like, there's only one character on this freaking show that I can stand to watch. And it's Anthony. 
He's the only person <laughs> that I'm like, yes, he he's like the same person as he was in the original. And I'm like, yes, I can watch him, but everybody else. Except why does he have a bakery? Why? I have no why is it called Hot Fellas? <laughs> yeah. What is, please, do you know what this, what is Hot Fellas? It's not a pun. What is Hot Fellas? Why is it called Hot Fellas? Hot Buns was right in front of your face. <laughs> like, right what is in front Hot of your face? Fellas? There's there's no allusion to bake. If you saw a sign that said hot fellows, how many things would you guess before you said bakery? I, I would mean, think I would think he's like an out you call and they come and strip at your house or something. <laughs> I can't. Honestly, <laughs> it's horrendous. So we'll see how we feel after the finale. At, at that point, we may not even want to talk. We, about we it, may need honestly. just a therapy session after the finale. <laughs> <laughs> A catharsis where we just all explode. With we should find <laughs> a literal rage. therapist to join us for an episode. And we need help to be like through coached it. through the acceptance process that we've had to watch this for 10 episodes. I always go like read through the comments about like what people are saying about the show, like on their Instagram or whatever. Uh-huh. And there's some people on there. They're just like, the show is, are they, I'm like, are these paid actors? Like there's <laughs> they nobody who is like, oh, this show is so great. I love the character arc. And I'm like, oh my God. What character arc? Yeah, I have like a good friend of mine. She knows who she is. If she's listening, you're not going to name drop her. (laughs) Is a is a huge fan of the original Sex and the City. She's also a very perceptive and intelligent person. She's an attorney. Like she's got her shit together. Like she texted me the other day and was like, "I don't know. I mean, it's." I'm kind of enjoying it. And I was like, are you, do I need to call someone? Immediately, no. Are you, is, is this a, a, like a A cry for for help? help? What is happening? Oh my God. Honestly, I don't know. She's not okay. It's It's really bad. so bad. bad. Yeah. I think I had to watch like three or four episodes. I don't know how you did that. It was, it was the one where um, Miranda gets, you know, in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, what am I watching? Like, what is, and then Carrie like pees in the bed. I'm like, what am I watching? <laughs> Alexa, this is my face the whole time I was watching. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Alexa told me she was okay with spoilers and that I could yeah, text I her care. as I was watching. Cause I watched it a couple hours before her, the chain of texts that came through. <laughs> She was like, I cannot, because I was like, oh, well, Carrie just poured her own urine all over her bed. And Alexa was like, poured? Like, I can't even fathom how she, this, this scenario even came And every time she described something that happened, because like, I didn't care. I wanted to, I honestly embraced me yeah. for what I was going to watch. It was probably made yeah. it more enjoyable to know. <laughs> and so every time I would get to a scene that she had already told me what happened, it was worse than I even thought she, from when she described it. She could not have prepared me, even if she had told me play by play what had happened. And it was like, make it make sense. This girl just had hips surgery she can't walk that well but she's going to hover over a bottle like yeah it's ridiculous (laughs) it could not to answer for it honestly i need someone to take responsibility and 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 explain what exactly is happening and who thought this is a good idea i would have just screamed can you guys stop (laughs) exactly (laughs) Exactly. i was like she and i told caitlin i was like 
she could have thrown something in there, like yeah. made a ruckus. Really? And just like knock something over or something. I, I mean, who would have thought I already texted. I can't remember if it was in the group chat or just to Catherine, but who would have thought that the scene where big masturbated in front of Carrie was going to be the best of the situation <laughs> <Right>. that we're watching. <laughs> I mean, he Jesus did. Christ. He was like, you're like, I feel nostalgic for that. Yes. Scene. Yes. <laughs> like, I, honestly, I knew that it who would have thought that that was when, when we all thought that was the worst thing we had ever seen. And they really? were like, we'll show you. There's who knew <laughs> that we were going to watch Charlotte get on her knees in front of Harry in the bathroom. And then this is not sexual, but, and then watch Steve dig in couch, couch cushions for a hearing aid. What is happening? <laughs> Why are they treating him like he has Alzheimer's or like that? He is like elderly. Five years old. Like, right. Come on. Are we serious? Well, why are they making Carrie use a umbrella to get it's up ridiculous. the stairs? Please. They are obsessed with their age. They cannot. It's stop not even talking just the it. commentary on the age, it's the humiliation yes. around the age. That's the worst part. They're not just being like, Ha ha, LOL, life is different now. We're in our 50s. They're humiliating every single character yes. about their age every episode. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't want to see Harry's penis. <laughs> and Catherine, I cannot stop thinking about Steve's voice since you pointed it out to me. That like, this is not his voice. And like, what voice is he doing? Like, what is that? That's not Steve. There's not one that? redeeming thing. The only redeeming quality about this show is seeing some of the fashion from the original show because they ruined carrie's apartment that's a an eyesore i can't look at that. it i said that i, I was like that. i was, I like, was like, like in that movie they painted it royal blue not teal so- carnations wallpaper on and the it wall was i mean stunning. my god and now it looks like I'm a like, disaster <sighs> that's not the way carrie would design her apartment. no that's not who she is we know she likes carnations fine i'll give you that but giant teal carnations on her walls. <laughs> I saw a tweet the other day where it was like, does it feel like Carrie's wallpaper is taking over her apartment? Like there's more yes. of it every episode. <laughs> I can't. I, I will bad. say this, this, the only plus that's coming out of this for me is that I'm glad that when they did the friends reunion, they were like, we will never redo a reboot. And I'm like, this is why. And yeah. I can appreciate friends not doing a reboot because then you're like, it might taint the original show of it. And it's, yeah. I mean, like, I know that the original is still good. And the I like the movies too. Like, I don't, I saw I the like movies them. before. Yeah. I saw the movies before I saw the show, whatever. But this is a, ter- this is not a reboot that I'm like, I could rewatch this ever. No. no. I have hoped for the last few years so desperately for an office reboot. And watching this has made me think, you know what, actually, I'd rather they not do it. Yeah, a reunion, fine. I don't want them to redo any shows. I'm terrified. Yeah, traumatized. Yeah. Has any show done it well? No, no. I can't think well, of any. Or actually, was terrible. Um, I think of the best of them. I know you haven't seen all of them, and we had a lot to say complaining wise. But I think Gilmore Girls is was as close to decent. At least there are good parts. Like, is it all great? No. No. Are there hard parts that are truly horrible? Yes. But I think there are a couple of good scenes that at least feel somewhat like the real show that are I agree with you from the original. I think that's maybe one of the best ones. If other than that, I don't think there are any. I agree. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I've only seen winter so far, and <laughs> if that's the best one, then I don't know what to say. I think fall is the best one. 
No, I, I mean remember. the best reboot in general. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us. Hopefully we'll talk again soon <laughs> for our therapy episode. <laughs> thank you so much for having us. We just love you, girlies. We love you too. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.